Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. morning hill repeats are done for the season but I am sitting in my basement and just so you know if you didn't know you can watch these podcast episodes um, from YouTube Uh, so before we get into everything here that I have to share with you today make sure that you stop for a moment go to IG Instagram follow me on Instagram Sylvie Daou underscore cycling, cyclist, and follow the podcast. Did you know you could follow the podcast? So you'll get all the new podcast episodes will be uploaded there a week prior or a week after, like every week goes up on Sunday and uh, you can go in there and see the little trailers and, um, and then listen and all of them are there. So it's kind of maybe a little bit easier to go find some of your favorite episodes or go find new ones. So make sure you follow me on Instagram and follow the podcast on Instagram and go to YouTube and follow me there because not only because you can see the podcast episodes, but as a fitness instructor, I put up a lot of, I'm starting to put up a lot more workouts for cyclists. So you can go there and check out, I have like over a hundred 30 minute workouts or 45 minute workouts up there that um, you can currently go and test. And those are ones that I personally have done over the last year and a half. Thank you COVID for pushing me to put stuff on YouTube. But anyways, so go check it out. Now today, I'm going to get right into chatting. So I'm sitting in my basement with all my trainers here, my trainers, meaning my bike trainers. And we're going to talk a little bit about the season coming up. And I've got this shirt on. It says you versus you because a lot of what keeps us from moving forward is ourselves. And I want to share with you a little, a couple stories this morning. Um, about me and how I got into cycling. Cause a lot of people, you know, used to ask me like, how'd you get into cycling? I don't know. It, it just came, it's, it's not like I started when I was 11. I mean, honestly, I'm 50. And when I was 11 years old, um, let me see, that was 19, you know, 83, you know, in the eighties and cycling was not where it is today. If you can imagine, and I grew up in a small town. So I was a farmer's daughter. And what did we do on the farm? Well, you know, if you're a farmer, you know what happens on the farm. 
you work on the farm and you basically get, <laughs> we are not strong, <laughs> Uh, we were not, um, you know, wealthy farmers. We were hog farmers. So that, you know, so we had the hog farm. We had 2,000 pigs, 2,000. Um, so I worked a lot on the farm and, uh, you know, I got this bike. We used to have bikes. I mean, I don't know where they came from. They were so, so much bigger than us, right? Remember? Or anybody have the banana seat bike, you know, where, he, so there's three of us, three girls, and we used to all pile onto that bike and just bike it up and down the lane. You know, the long lanes, the long farm lanes. Yeah, that was us. So, but I want to tell you, um, I got into cycling. I bought my first bike when I was, like my first official me bike, when I was, um, I think I was 19. And it was a Peugeot, it was like a triathlon, triathlon series bike. I don't know, back then, um, road bikes were more, like they were more prominent, like you could buy road bikes and mountain bikes were, there was hardly any mountain bikes. So that was my first bike. It had, you know, it was, it was a uh, Cremoli, it was steel and it had the top, the bottom tube shifters. And honestly, it was the most comfortable ride. And I feel so bad that I actually gave it up about 10 years ago. Uh, I donated it to Cycle Salvations um, because, um, I don't know, anyways. It was a comfortable bike and I rode it for like at least 15 years. Um, but my story is about that bike. And maybe some of you can relate. Um, you just got started in your biking um, career. I want to say career because like cycling is always going to be with you. Whether you start and stop, you move, you put your bike away. It, it lives in your garage for five years and you pull it out and dust it off and get back on. But I remember I moved to Ottawa in 96 and my bike, along with my car, I used my car, but I started getting to my bike to bike to work. And I was not a good cyclist. I was like, most people, I just got on my bike and rode, I had no clue about gears um, and uh, bike setup or anything like that. I don't think I had clip-in pedals back then. Um, probably certainly I didn't. Um, and I remember the day... And I remember the location when I discovered my big ring and chain ring in the front. <laughs> Anybody like that? I was like going up a hill of all things, like, like everybody does. And I, and I just like, oh my God, like I'll just change this gear. And it went from the big ring to the small ring. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, oh my God, what have I been doing since then? Like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and it was just like, and that's when it started. I was like, uh, wow. Okay. And then I started using the gears in the back and then I would flip it in the front. And that's when I started really like using my bike because I see a lot of people who, and I've coached over 900 women. Well, almost probably over a thousand women now, um, over the last 15 years. And, uh, and it's like pretty extraordinary when people learn how to use their gears and shift up and down, right? So anyways, that was my light bulb moment. I'm like, oh my God, what, what the, what have I been doing? And then, and then I remember I, I, um, like everybody does, uh, registers for a triathlon because that's the only place where there was actual real events and they were all over the place. 
um, where you could bike, run, swim, like, oh, well, I hate swimming, but I'll just, you know, survive. And then I'll kill it on the bike and then I will survive the run. And that's basically what I did. I only did sprints. I did two. <laughs> two is two enough for me to decide that triathlon was not for me. Um, it was way boring. And, um, and anyways, so, and then I switched into adventure racing. So if anybody's done adventure racing, like raid the North, um, quest for the cure. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a whole bunch of little ones that are, that are popping up around, you know, in the nineties and then in the 20th century, um, you know, you know, two thousands, but I raced hard. I actually started mountain biking before I got into road, but anyway, you know, like you see, there's always a story. So I just want to go back to that, that one moment where it was a light bulb moment. And I went from not being able to ride my bike well to being able to ride my bike. And then I thought when I was going like 20 kilometers an hour, that I was like a speedster and you know, it's, and I remember those days. I remember looking at my speedometer. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so fast. And, uh, and then now I look at my speedometer. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, and I progressed over the years, right? When you get on your bike and you do more intentional training and ride with others who are faster, you actually ultimately get faster, but you have to be able to get over you and your fear and step out of your comfort zone and know that you're going to be going into a pain cave of this group ride. Cause these people are way higher in uh, fitness than you to get better. You know, just know that you should have the map rooted on your phone. So when they drop you and they will not pick you up, this is one of those group rides that you know how to get home and it's okay. And you're not going to get all upset about it and bent out of shape anyway. So that's, I did that for a long time. Um, but so I went from learning how to ride, change my gears. And that was 96, 97 when I moved to Ottawa and I was biking to work and then I transitioned, I tried triathlon and then that wasn't for me. And then I got on a mountain bike and I started mountain bike racing. So, before I go into the rest of my story and talking about mountain biking, we're going to take a mini break right now. And I'm going to tell you about something that's super cool. That's coming down the pipe. All right. So little coaching plug here. And, uh, because you're here and remember, I've told you that I've coached not over like a thousand people. Um, my four week, road cycling. So road cycling, <laughs> so cycling skills four week webinar is starting in October. And what is this four week webinar? So remember I was talking about cycling skills, right? So this webinar is specifically for cycling skills and, and getting just the skills in your four weeks. And why is it four weeks? Because each week is dedicated to a different set of skills. And when you go through the webinar, you are sent home with homework. And then I want you to do the drills that I give you. There will be a Q and a, and then during that week. So you basically 
the session is on Thursday, you get your homework on Friday, you try your homework. So your homework is related to the skill that you just learned. And then we have a Q&A Tuesday at lunch. And that's where you go and you ask me all the questions relating to that skill and what, you know, like you, if you don't understand something or if you have questions about it, or maybe you had an aha moment, um, that's how I set it up. So the first week is, and there's also a Facebook group, so I'm going to be putting information in there. So the first week is dedicated to pedal stroke. How do, and what is that, your pedal strokes? Pedal stroke is like the foundation of your cycling. Getting your pedal stroke down, it takes a while to perfect, um, a while I'm saying like, you have to think and be thinking about it all the time, basically, to get it. It can make you 20% faster. Now imagine being 20% faster on the bike, on your hill, on the flat. So it all comes down to your pedal stroke efficiency. So that's week one. Then you go home, you get homework, and you come back. Now week two is hill climbing. Out of the saddle, in the saddle, transition, changing your gears on the hill. We're going to be talking about that, and you're going to learn how to do that. Week four, three is about strength, power, and speed. We're going to talk about strength training for cycling. We're going to talk about how to, to sprint in the saddle, out of saddle, transitioning, super important. And then you get homework again. And then week four is nutrition. It's just a presentation, putting it all together, and you learn how to fuel. If you can't fuel right, you're never going to have the explosive experience that you want on your bike and your recovery is going to suck. You're, you're going to be working for nothing if you don't have the nutrition down and nobody talks about this. Um, so, but here, how, here's how the webinar is set up. I will do a physical presentation on a whiteboard. You are to be set up on your bike. I have my bike. I go from the whiteboard to my bike. I demonstrate, and then I make you get on your bike and you go through the drills and then we, and then I send you home with homework. Does that sound cool? You can get everything you want in four weeks. In October, it starts on the 8th. Secure your spot. Go to cyclingskillspro.com. Secure your spot, and I'll see you there. But this is it. You can get all these good skills to improve over the winter. Awesome. How does that sound? You may just check it out. Go to the website and check it out. All right. Back to the rest of my chat. Now, thanks so much for listening and thanks for staying here. Um, all right. So let's talk about the you versus you. Now, what we want to, I want, what I want you to think about right now is your goals. Now, coming off of the summer, I know you probably have a pretty good idea of, you know, because over the summer and here's for myself included, like I had a, a phenomenal summer. Like I trained so differently last winter and it set me up for a super strong spring, which just led me into the summer. And at the end of the summer, I'm just like, you know what? I really want to get back into being competitive. And you know what? I know you're like, well, I don't want to be competitive, but competitive can be different things to you. Competitive can be like, I have a hill that I want to uh, succeed at. So 
around here where I live, we have the Gatineau Park. And there's a couple hills, like Pink Lake is the first one that people have to get over in order to make it to Champlain Lookout. And then the next step is Champlain Lookout. So, you know, for a lot of people that I've coached, Pink's has been a goal. And then it, when, it, when you succeed at that goal, you're like, okay, now I wanna work to the next goal. And that can be the way, and then once you hit there, uh, you're gonna be in the same boat as me. <laughs> Where can, what, what else can I do? Can I, you know, bike tours going over to Spain? Like there's all sorts of things that you're gonna start sitting and, and contemplating. And in the process, you're gonna meet people who are gonna to wanna to do the same thing and who are gonna do it with you. So then you constantly have different things that you wanna do year after year after year. Or maybe you're gonna set yourself up for a three-year plan to go and ride in France. Say, you know, like you wanna do the Pyrenees, you wanna do um, Mont Ventoux, whatever. And this is where, you know, training and getting yourself there, you, you know, like you have to have a plan. So, you know, what are your plans? And I'm gonna tell you about my plans because I really want you to think about where you wanna go. Like, where are you sitting right now? And where do you wanna go? Like, what do you want to do next year? And then you're gonna be like, okay, what do I need to do over the winter to get me there? And that's a really important question because what you do in the winter if you do it properly, it's going to set you up for success. If you go into the winter and get hooked up in like Swift, the Swift world and the FOMO of not, you know, like missing out on group rides with all these people, new people that you meet on the Swift companion Facebook page and things like that, you are going to completely burn yourself out before April hits. And that's why I'm talking about a plan. How can you plan your winter training? Because then there's life, there's kids, there's work. There's like, you cannot physically do everything you want, but you can be a have it all woman. And I talk to women and I also talk to you guys in the process if you do it right. And that's the important thing. If you do it right and you don't allow the FOMO to get to you, like, Last year, I was like, oh my God, these women were killing themselves getting all these stupid badges on Zwift. Wow, fake, like whatever. And I just listened to them because I'm on this Facebook page and I just use that as an example because they were feeling tired. They were, they were feeling defeated. They're like, there are so many stories. Like I wanted to get this badge, but I couldn't, you know, I was so tired. I got on my bike. I was tired before I even got on my bike. And then I had to bike like five hours because I had to get this badge. It's just like, oh my God, no, that's not what training is about. Training is about being intentional and making it fun and actually <laughs> seeing some progress. Like to me, that kind of conversation I saw was actually, she is doing her a disservice and actually making her fitness, taking away from her fitness. Cause she's literally, whoever that lady was, was like not planning and probably just burning her adrenal glands out and, and just taxing her body. So fatigued. I mean, when you're fatigued before you get on the bike, I mean, there's 
different types of fatigue, right? Like chronic is when you're always tired and you're just not allowing yourself the time to, um, to recover. And then there's a type of fatigue and I can't think of it right now, but that is good fatigue because you are taxing your body, but then you have to recover. So think about your goals. Now mine this year, because I saw such a great increase in my fitness, I'm like, God, I want to get competitive again. I just turned 50 and like, I spent a lot of my thirties being competitive, a lot of my forties bike racing, and it's just, it's itching inside me, but there's certain things that I don't want to do. I don't, I'm not sure if I want to, I don't want to road race. I know that I, I picked up my mountain bike and I put, and I got that and I went mountain bike racing, I'm uh, mountain bike riding. I'm like, boy, that is definitely that's learning curve is starting from zero again. So like, you know, I was on those technical trails and I'm like, holy moly, I need a lot of extra time on these trails to get better on the technical part, right? Cause it's technical. And I'm like, I used to ride these like a freaking superstar like 20 years ago. I'm not, I'm not 30 anymore. You know what I'm saying? And then there's gravel that's coming up and I'm like, Ooh, that's like a really cool in between of mountain bike that I absolutely loved and road biking that I absolutely loved. So, and then it's like, what kind of event can I find that's super cool? It's going to be challenging. And my girlfriend, Allison sent me this link and she's doing, it was like eight, an eight hour race. Okay. Now you're listening to this on Friday. This race is in two weekends. So the September 18th, it's Hurton and Halliburton. There's a woman solo. You could do it as a team. I'm like, I'm doing it solo, but it's eight hours. So you're like, oh my God, eight hours of riding. But if you think about eight hours, eight hours is kind of like the equivalent to a Grand Fondo, which is like 180 kilometers. If you're doing it kind of slow, usually those are like six hours between six and seven, you finish that. So I'm like, I've done those before. The thing is that it's a 27 K loop. So if you think about it, eight hours, I'm, it's basically do as many loops as you can in eight hours. So I looked at the results and like six hours was a top, uh, amount of loops for women. And then there's like four, three, two. So people just went out there and had fun. And, but you know, that's not me. <laughs> so I think, okay, I can do 27 K I can take breaks. I can do this. I've got from 10 AM to 6 PM to do as many as I can. And like, and when you think about it that way, you break down the bigger picture to something smaller, it's totally attainable. And so I'm just super excited, but then I'm like, okay, that's like next weekend. What am I going to do next year? And I've been hearing about these super challenging gravel races and mountain bike races in the States. I'm like, I want to go to the States and do something fun. Um, provided you can get across the border. Um, but you know what I mean? And so it's, so I challenge you to sit there and look at what your summer was like and share with me on Instagram, what it is that you're going to do next, because I am super excited. And if it's really cool, I mean, there's, they're all cool, but I might just join you. Who knows? I don't know, but I would love if you could share like wherever you are, wherever you live, 
some cool events that are happening in your area. And please take a picture of the event, put it on Instagram and tag me because I want to see it and I will share it. If it happens to be like an event that your friend puts on, puts on, let's just promote it. So go, so do some research. If you don't have something, look for something fun and, and let's share it together. So whenever you're listening to this, you can do this anytime. Please tag me, take a picture of that event. If there's something that you're going to do or you're contemplating, share it with me. I want to see it and let's just promote cycling all over the world so other people can see what amazing events are around. So remember, you versus you. You are the one who's going to hold you back the most. And this is where I encourage you to really step out and look for something that's going to challenge you. Because I trust me, it might be the hardest thing you ever did, ever done, but completion is more rewarding than winning. Oh, I've got to tag that. Completion is more rewarding than winning because you know why? Because you've experienced and experience is more rewarding than winning because you take that experience and it helps you get better because you go, okay, I went through that experience. I know what I, what worked for me and I know what didn't work for me. Do you know what I mean? And you have to have those experiences to figure it out. And that's why I love going to do these things because it can't be a hundred percent. So remember, take you, that fearful you out of the equation and go do it. So remember, follow me on Instagram, follow the podcast on Instagram. So secrets from the saddle podcast and Sylvie Doe underscore cycling and take a picture of that event and tag me. I want to see what's going on outside of my little bubble here. And so we can share it with other people. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Love you so much. And let me just reiterate, like, if you have really interesting people in your life that are doing something great with cycling, please also connect us on Instagram in three-way conversation. I would love to have those people on my podcast. And also, also what? Yeah, share this with somebody who needs to hear it. That, have an amazing day. Don't forget to ride your bike. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.